The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences. Carl Jaycox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by 40 Strategy. At 40 Strategy, we help organizations with strategic planning to help them realize their dreams. Paul, basically, we help companies create strategic plans and measure the right KPIs for success. Unfortunately, most organizations only spend about 2% of their time. And so from like an executive team standpoint, that's like the 2% of collective time. And I don't know about you, but isn't that pretty crazy that that's, that's pretty only 2%? Yeah, I think that's pretty crazy, yeah. It's unbelievable. It's very consistent. And so at 40 Strategy, your success is our passion. And that's why organizations call us to help. Not only do we come up with strategy, but more importantly, we facilitate your teams with proven practices to actually get things done. Harvard research shows that when you have the right key performance indicators, you can actually triple your success. And who wouldn't want that? Would you agree, Paul? That, yeah, I agree. That's good to know as well. Very good. Absolutely. So you can email us at uh, catch at 40strategy.com or visit our website at 40strategy.com. Before we introduce our guests, I'd like to do a quick shout out to Amir Kanji. He is the CEO of Biomed Diagnostics, and he was very kind enough to do the introduction to Paul. And, and that is who our guest. Um, so our, Paul, our guest here is Paul Slowey, and he is the CEO of o- Oasis Diagnostics Corporation based in Vancouver, Washington. He is the founder and owner of this organization, which was founded back in 2002. And he is in the, the pioneer of oral fluid diagnostics and testing. Uh, he has a background in organic chemistry after being awarded his doctorate from the University of New- Newcastle in the United Kingdom. He spent several years as a postdoctoral fellow in Canada and five years in the pharmaceutical industry as well. And with that, uh, he has over 35 years experience in the clinical diagnostic and pharmaceutical industries combined, which is uh, pretty amazing. Over the years, you've held positions as Director of International Sales, Chief Operating Officer, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for uh, numerous companies uh, for the development of saliva diagnostic rapid tests for infectious diseases and oral fluid collection devices. You have extensive experience with structuring strategic alliances, um, and you have helped uh, both startup as well as Fortune 500 companies. You have uh, 45 publications in peer-reviewed journals, including seven published book chapters, 17 issued patents, 10 filed patent applications, and you had a number of oral presentations at key scientific symposia on a variety of subjects, including HIV, liquid biopsy for cancer, nucleate acid testing, and the status of oral fluid testing. Um, pretty darn incredible. And then, and finally, one of the neat things is you actually are the director of a small teaching college in Uganda. That's correct. So, uh, by the way, that, that is an incredible bio, and I very purposely wanted to read that correctly because it's uh, one of the more in-depth ones that, that I've had on one of our guests. And so 
let's first of all, before we get into that, tell me a little bit more about Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about Oasis Diagnostics and, and what does it do? Okay, so we were founded 18 years ago, as you, as you said, to develop tools that would help people, particularly uh, using saliva as the diagnostic medium instead of blood or tissue or you know some other invasive fluids. So over the course of the last 18 years, we've developed about 10 different technologies that can collect saliva from various populations like children, uh, infants, uh, animals, adults, geriatrics, etc. But we also have devices that collect specific components within the saliva. You can use saliva for collecting things for hormone testing, for instance, for cancer diagnosis, for Alzheimer's disease diagnosis, for rapid point of care devices. So there's multiple applications for that. And we basically pioneered that. Prior to working for my own company, I worked for the two, what I call the premier companies in the business, which was Orasure Technologies and also Saliva Diagnostic Systems, both incidentally in the Portland, Oregon area. So this is where saliva became the hotbed, if you like. And you know, we, we tried to develop tools that were not accessible before. So we looked at areas where these companies were not uh, addressing the particular market, like cancer, for instance. And we have specific tools that will allow you to collect what's called a cell-free sample. Literally, we purify the sample so much that you get rid of all the nasties in the sample. So it's a very pure sample that can be used to diagnose cancer, lung cancer particularly, in about uh, 30 minutes. You know, without a, without a blood draw, without a tissue specimen, without a biopsy. So you know, we're trying to pioneer as many of those types of applications as possible. Um, we have a production facility in Portland, Oregon, which is 6,500 square feet. We have a an R&D facility in Vancouver, which has 4,500 square feet. And uh, it's an exciting time because saliva, because of 23andMe and Ancestry.com particularly, is now kind of a fashionable specimen. And it was it was not always the case. 18 years ago, it was not the case yeah uh it's interesting you mentioned that i actually just did that um at the ancestry.com and found out my and my heritage it was a very interesting but we, we won't be talking about that but it was so <laughs> much easier to just do the saliva test right as opposed to doing something different and it's very been interesting so. of course with covid i've been running to more and more people if they want to go to hawaii they have to do that quick 72 hour turnaround right and it's a saliva test as opposed to the, the relatively uncomfortable you know, uh, sticking a swab up your nose. And so it's uh, uh, that aspect has been. And so that's really interesting on on, on the cancer side. You you are able to detect my uh, this kind of really interesting. My, my oldest sister actually had uh, small cell carcinoma and she's in uh, remission right now, which is good news. But it's it's um, catching these things early is absolutely critical. What have you found? Has this been something that can it diagnose and find things a lot faster than it traditionally would be able to find it? Well, absolutely. I mean, just in general terms, the term liquid biopsy that you mentioned in my bio there, liquid biopsy literally means, you know, pr prior to, to liquid biopsy coming uh, of age, if you like, the diagnosis of a cancer would be by a biopsy. Like, so if you have prostate cancer, they'll do a prostate biopsy. If you have lung cancer, they do a lung, a lung biopsy. Um, what, did, what they found probably maybe 10 years ago was that when a tumor starts to form, there's what's called cell-free cell DNA or uh, circulating tumor DNA that's actually released from the cancer into the bloodstream. And there are a lot of companies like Garden Health, Foundation Medicine, uh, Exosome Diagnostics, et cetera, that are kind of capitalized on that by taking a blood specimen, isolating the cell-free DNA from that blood specimen, looking for specific biomarkers in that specimen, and being able to diagnose diseases. What we found in the last three years was that 
if you take a saliva specimen uh, using one of our particular devices, it has to be a very clean specimen. So we have two devices called PureSal and RNA ProSal that literally remove all uh, the things that can actually get in the way. And with that specimen, and it just takes one drop, we can actually diagnose lung cancer in 30 minutes. Uh, and the wow. sample doesn't even have to be purified. The, the thing that we haven't done yet, and, and this is part of the future, if you like, is to look at other cancers to see whether we can do the same thing in saliva. But if we could, that's a, a fantastically non-invasive way of being able to diagnose multiple cancers. My, you know, you mentioned your, your relative. My sister was diagnosed with an extrastromal sarcoma. Um, she literally had an abdomen. She looked like she was pregnant. And the doctors right. in the UK said, go home. You, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Take a couple of pills couple of paracetamol, that's what they called it there, you know, aspirin or whatever, and go home. And she called me up one day and she said, you know, I, I need somebody to help me. Um, and, you know, to cut a long story short, I had a friend in Vienna who referred me to a specialist in the UK. We got her in and she got, got rid of this sarcoma, but she would have literally, you know, it would have metastasized within, within a week if she hadn't had the surgery, you know. So we want to be able to have tools that can detect those types of things early. Wow. That, that's that's pretty amazing. So tell me what's top of mind. You, you Prior to the call, we, we talked about you, you are have really working on some very exciting things right now with the National Institute of Health. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about that and for the audience to have a, a deeper understanding of what's, what's uh, keeping you working every day? Sure. I mean, yeah, th this literally happened yesterday. We, we signed what's called a definitized contract. That's a made up word by the NIH. But what it means is you now have a full blown contract with the National Inst Institute of Health under what's called the RADx program. RADx is R-A-D-X, and it stands for the Rapid Acceleration of Diagnostics, which was a program that was put into effect by President Trump during his presidency. And what it did was literally allocate about half a billion dollars for the development of as many tests for COVID as possible. Not necessarily saliva tests, just any tests. We need as many tests as we can to test people, to get them into treatment, et cetera. So, you know, uh, as part of this program, we were invited to to uh, make an, uh, an application to RADx, which we did. Uh, that was back in September the 7th. And literally, as, as I said yesterday, we finally entered into this contract with the NIH. What that means for us is, you know, our saliva collection tools, particularly two devices called Supercell and PureCell, which you can find on the website, are being used for multiple tests for COVID-19 testing. And we've been asked to scale up to somewhere around about 3 million units per month from a from a starting uh, ramp of about 30,000 to 50,000 units per month. So it's a huge scale up for us. Um, that, that requires a lot of manpower. We're adding a lot of people. We're looking for about 14 production workers right now. So if anybody's interested, you know, we do have uh, opportunities there. We're just hiring a quality assurance manager to, to literally look after the quality aspects. We have to go through FDA approval, which is an, what's called an emergency use authorization, an EUA in order for us to be able to present our devices here. But, you know, there are multiple companies that have already adopted our devices. So we're, we're in a really exciting phase of our development right now. That is, first of all, congratulations. And to, to accomplish that, that is, that is no small feat. And so you are, you are right in the beginning of this massive ramp. And that, I love that element of growth, right? And when things, but this is like, um exponential right you know in terms of going from you i think you said 50 to 60 to a uh, thousand per month to three million units per month is that correct right yeah yeah so, i think an, an, an interesting thing is you know we we COVID is is the thing that's basically put 
saliva on the map, if you like. You know, you, before we mentioned the 23andMe and Ancestry.com that basically were the first people who said saliva is a very good matrix for diagnostic testing. But all of a sudden, COVID comes along and everybody forgets about all these other diseases, which is very, it's very sad, I think, you know, that all of a sudden everybody switched to COVID. But what it, what it has done for saliva is it really put it in the limelight. Lots of companies are looking at using saliva either in the home or, you know, collecting in the home, sending the sample to a laboratory. Um, so I think it's, you know, for any companies that are working in the non-invasive testing area, this is a really interesting time. Absolutely. How do you think telehealth, right? That's that's a relatively new thing, you know, in terms of, I mean, it's been around a long time, but until COVID, right, there wasn't really, people still wanted to go to the doctor, ultimately, to end up going through things. Tell me a little bit about how, how was something like a saliva test be able to change and really have a greater significant impact for something like telehealth? For telehealth, well, tell, I mean, telehealth, like you said, it's been around a long time. It, it, it has kind of mushroomed in, in this particular age of COVID, if you like. Um, saliva means, you know, you can basically send the, the patient home with a sample. And, and one of our biggest customers, in, in fact, is Quest Diagnostics. And what Quest Diagnostics does with the device, we ship it to Quest. They basically send it out to about 2,200 clinics in the United States, including my local clinic, Vancouver Clinic. Uh, and they basically give it to the patient. Patient takes it home. They collect their own saliva, and then they send a little tube with the saliva in back to the lab, and they process it. So there's no doctor involved. You know, it's done in the home. There's no potential for getting you know infectious disease from the sample. So you know, in that in that sort of way, it does help. Uh, you know, just the general healthcare system. And it turns out that it's quite cost effective as well. Saliva, you don't have to do a blood draw, so you don't need a phlebotomist. Phlebotomists can, you know, cost up to fifty dollars an hour or whatever for just taking the sample. Um, so it is a cost-effective vehicle as well. Yeah, I, I, it's to me what's been so interesting. Just, just even this us doing this on Zoom. Um, you know, prior to COVID, a year ago, when I tried to have a Zoom call with somebody, uh, it was about ten to twenty percent effective in terms of their comfort comfort on it as well as their even desire to even turn on the video, right? It was just not as common. Well, today, oh. right, this is normal. You know, these yeah, are yeah. normal type things that we're doing. Where this is so common. So for even for myself of working with clients, I could, I've always worked with clients throughout the United States and throughout the world, but this has made it so much easier, you know? Oh that. yeah, I have six Zoom calls a day, every day. I mean, it's just yeah. without a doubt. It's, I mean, I, I wish I'd bought stock in Zoom you know, years ago because. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that stock has had a pretty good run for sure. So, so tell me about from measuring success. I mean, you have some crazy things you have to do to scale up your organization right now. And, and, and first of all, you had a major success point of getting with, with the NIH and getting that contract in place. But now this next point is scaling. How are you trying to, how are you developing your plan, your strategic plan? to scale at that type of rate? So, you know, the, what, what Radex does is they have a team of 100 experts. These experts are not employed by the NIH. They are uh, independent contractors. Those contractors are allocated to companies like ours. Uh, so we have a team lead and we have a bunch of people that are either regulatory experts or clinical experts or just general experts in, in, in various aspects of the diagnostics field. And they basically support. Um, so that's why I mentioned I have six Zoom calls a day. 
every day we have at least two Zoom calls with RADx or the NIH to talk about this project. And they basically are driving you from behind. Have you, you know, have you met this particular milestone? Have you done this deliverable? Uh, because you're not going to get your next payment unless you've done that. So, you know, it's it's actually a really good team effort because as a small company like ours, you know, we have probably 22 people maximum right now, which is mostly production people. You know, we kind of do it ourselves. We really need that background support. You know, we have to go through what's called an EUA, which is an FDA approval. They have a regulatory expert who literally every day of the week talks to the FDA about how we can apply our particular product, how we can get it through the FDA system, et cetera. So, yeah, it's a very good, it's a very good and, and unique system, I think, the way that they've done it. That's really exciting. It's exciting to hear that a, a as you said, a, a small 22 size person organization could end up with, with the help of the right programs, could get something where it's going to have a significant impact right across the US. And, and now, is this something that could, would potentially be shipped globally as well? Or is this going to be primarily in the United States? What, what does the, does it end up being constrained based on the funding? What, I'm kind of curious from that. Well, that's actually a really good question because the, the, the RADx program is specific to the United States and territories, but, um, you know, and it's only for two products. It's for SuperCell and PureCell. We have 10 different products. So not only do we have to scale up for, you know, the RADx prog- program, we have to scale up for our own products as well, which are sold worldwide. So, you know, we have uh, products that are, you know, uh, cervical vaginal specimen collection devices. We have other devices that are for babies and things that are sold around the world. So, you know, and you have to keep the NIH stuff separate. You know, you get funding for that particular project. That funding has to be spent specifically on that project. But then we have our own resources to develop the other ones. So not only are we scaling up internally with two automated lines, we're, you know, we're adding a second shift so we can add, you know, volume to our products as well. So it's a very complicated situation, but it's, as I said, it's super exciting. Yeah. Wow. So how are you going to, I'm curious, you know, so your clients, and let me ask this, because sometimes clients is the person who pays you versus, um, and then there's the end consumer, right? Who's going to end up being used the saliva test. Um, how do you, how are you measuring success as an organization? I'll just kind of keep that as an open, broad term. Well, maybe I should, the question is, not only the company, it, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I started the company, so it's basically me and, and uh, you know, we obviously have a lot of people and uh, we will have shareholders in the future and stuff like that. But, you know, my ultimate goal when I founded the company was not uh, a financial one. Uh, you, know, I, I, you know, people might find this hard to believe, but I grew up in a, a very working class area in the UK, which was a coal mining town. Everybody had a house that was next to each other and, you know, you could actually had a a common wall between you. So it was a lot of friendship and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had everything that we ever needed. And, you know, so the goal when I started the company was, you know, how how can we help people? How can we bring some of these technologies to life? So, you know, we have had a couple of offers to buy the company, but in in my opinion, those companies would not carry on in, in, if you like, the good work of, of, of Oasis, because the idea is that these products have to be available to be able to test people for, Diseases like uh, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, et cetera, which, you know, we're, we're working on all these things in our research facility while, you know, while the clinical products are actually being sold around the world. So success is, is, is twofold, making sure that we keep these devices on the market and they can be used and applied to as many diseases as possible. And that's not being as easy as you think because we are small. We don't have a big voice. We're not out there. You know, we're not a Kyogen or a 
you know, a quest diagnostic. So, you know, we have to scream a little bit louder for people to hear us. But, you know, so that's that's kind of one of the keys. Second one, of course, is to make sure that I have security for my uh, my children, you know, in the future. You know, so, you know, I, 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 I unfortunately, I, I lost a son about six years ago mm-hmm. um, from um, he died in Hawaii. But, you know, his legacy lives on. And my, my other son works for me, Chris Lowy. So, you know, the two of those are basically my my driving force. And I want to make sure that, uh, you know, that I can make sure they're secure when I'm, you know, when I'm gone. And, and perhaps, you know, they can they can run the company in the future. Yeah. And uh, first of all, my condolences uh, regarding regarding your son. And but it's that, okay. that is, he's just, he's still a driving force regardless. I mean, he's, he's with me all the time. So <laughs> well, as a good, good heart you have. And, and it's um, I think it's really neat to hear about that vision and mission that you have of making a difference. And, and um, yeah, if you end up, it sounds like if you end up getting fruit and the financial rewards at the end. But the real reason is really truly make a difference, you know, in helping people to detect these things. And I, I love that passion that you have. Um, you, you blew me away. You, you told me about your schedule. I think you said you wake up at 4:45 a.m. and 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 get to work. You're working by 5:30 in the morning, and you basically finish. I think was it 9 p.m. I think it was roughly 9, 9 p.m. Yeah, I can't work after 9 p.m. <laughs> I turn into <laughs> a pumpkin. I turn into a pumpkin at nine o'clock. <laughs> So first of all, that's amazing. That that work ethic is not common, right? To see somebody working that type of energy and that effort and that spirit that you obviously have. So how do you keep that energy up um, of, of on a regular basis of being able to day in and day out provide that type of effort? Well, I, I think it's the passion for, for what, what I do and what we do, you know, in, in general. Uh, if we can you know, there's always the next disease, if you like. So, you know, saliva can be applied to any disease. You know, they, they always said, you know, you, you, you can't detect this particular disease in saliva. And uh, that was probably two, maybe 20 years ago, because we didn't have the technologies that could find the molecules that you're looking for for these specific diseases in saliva. Not because they weren't there, just because they're there in smaller quantities. There's usually a lot more of these biomarkers that you're looking for in blood than there is in saliva. So now we have these more advanced technologies like next generation sequencing, mass spectrometry, uh, fluorescent-based lateral flow. We can actually see those molecules much, much more. So the scope is 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 huge. I mean, we could de- we could develop. You know, I could be here for 500 years and still never develop all the tests that are out there. And, and yeah. the statistic I like to to, to basically uh, give to people is that if, if you consider the whole market for diagnostics is what's called the in vitro diagnostic market, which is yeah, reckoned to be $56 billion, if you like. I mean, that the number is is nebulous, depending on which company you talk to about what the number sure. is, but it's a huge number. And and if, in my opinion, less than 1% is actually saliva tests. So wow. 99% is blood, tissue, urine, uh, stool, you name it, but only 1% or less saliva. So we got a lot of scope uh, in what we do. So it's that passion to, de- you know, to de- develop the next generation of tools that is out there. And, you know, I think you also mentioned, you know, how do I keep going? You know, I, I play soccer every weekend. Uh, I'm a over 60 soccer player. I hadn't won anything for 30 years. And in the last two years, we won three tournaments. It's like wow. crazy. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we got a very good team. And, on, you know, I have uh, grandchildren. And on the weekend, we usually have our uh, nine-year-old grandson, Paul, comes over, spends, you know, all Saturday and, you know, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, and he leaves on Sunday morning. So, you know. That's the time when you don't find any work for me. I'm basically devoted to my family at that time. 
that that is an incredible I, I love it how you get up you know monday through friday you're focused you you have this strong you you work i think you said you work out about an hour each day right in between yeah uh, i try to, to do it in exercise. the afternoon at this point in time when it's when it's dark nights but in the summertime i'll usually leave it till you know when it gets five o'clock six o'clock something like that but that really it it kind of re-energizes you you know mm -hmm. i think when we get to our age we have that spell in the middle of the afternoon where we really start to drag a little bit so that yeah. that's typically when i start to, to to motivate myself to get the exercise in because that will kind of rejuvenate me a little bit that's incredible i i think i i just love to hear i mean if, if for those who are listening to have that motivation and you're in a 60 and older the soccer uh program still playing still winning tournaments and working basically 15 hours a day uh and then have the the energy at the same time to be with your grandson uh and, and, and care and be there for them i love that uh, so anyways that that is a incredible story so we were talking beforehand so what what type of books you read and like i don't read books i read scientific journals i love that so so what is there a particular periodical um in the scientific journals that you always you always read what 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 is that one I mean, uh, things like Scientific American. There's another one called Science. Uh, there's shorter articles. I'm I'm the terrible reader when it comes down to it. So you know, I like short articles. You know, <laughs> and and not necessarily uh, in our business. You know, uh, I I did astronomy when I was young. I I still have a fascination for astronomy uh, and those types of things. So I'll read articles about that. I'll read geology articles. So yeah, I mean, yeah, when I do read articles that are not scientific, uh, you know, that would be what I would read. Wow. This is uh, Paul. I just want to thank you so much. Uh, we've been talking with Paul Slowey from Oasis. And um, w Paul, can you help me uh, tell me where can people learn and find out more about you and your organization? So, yeah, we have a website, which is www.the4, followed by the word saliva.com. So www.4saliva.com. Uh, not only are the technologies on there, there are videos of, of the devices and how they work. So as you'll see, they're pretty simple. They're used in the homes quite routinely. Um, so yeah, please you know, feel free to, to you know, take a look there. If you have any specific questions, my name's typically on there. You can reach me quite easily by email and uh, we'll respond. All right, Paul, thank you so much. Uh, this has been really a lot of fun and very inspirational for me. So thank you for sharing. I hope this has been, I know this is going to be inspirational for our, for our audience, uh, for those who are trying to make a difference in the world. And I thank you, everyone, to listen to the Measure Success podcast, wishing you the very best at measuring your success. Thanks for listening to the Measure Success podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.